And this happened last November, just over a year ago. Me and my friend, Joe, are pretty avid explorers. We've been in a lot of gnarly places in the backcountry. This trip we were planning was the same as any other. We were going to hike in on private land to a secluded, very large, very high railway bridge, then camp for the night and see the area for other cool stuff to explore in the future. For better understanding of what occurs, you must know the geography of the area. The bridge is located over an old river slash small stream, and surrounding the stream is very high and steep mountainside and hillsides, with dense native brush and trees. The bridge, however, is located in a relatively flat area that cradles the side of one of these big hills. It's important to recognize that this stream is not large by any definition. It's relatively short, at around 3 kilometers, is located in a deep gully and has nowhere near enough water flowing to support any fish life, let alone a boat or jet boat. It's shallow, fast-flowing, and has huge boulders. Couldn't even get a truck up there, and if you did somehow, you would not be driving it out. Now, we can get to the actual story. We hiked in around midday, and it was slightly overcast, but with warm northeastern winds. After walking across the maintenance line for the bridge, because crew walking along the tracks, we found a cool camp location after a while of debating on whether to set up on the south side of the stream or the north. We settled on the north. In hindsight, this is one of the best choices I've ever made in my life. After a while of shenanigans and some beer, night fell. We then made our way to bed at around 9.30 to 10.30. At this point in time, the weather had changed. A dark, cold, gloomy southerly came in, but with absolutely no wind whatsoever. After a long time of not being able to sleep, I decided I would step outside into the blanket of silence and net of darkness so I could take a quick piss. While doing so, I was enjoying my little bubble of darkness and dead silence, when, out of nowhere, the brightest light, even brighter than comprehension, burst into existence from within the riverbed before I could even finish. When I say this was bright, I truly mean that. It completely lit up the entire south face of a 600-meter-tall hillside to the point that I could see the shrubs and foliage on the summit. At this point, my little fantasy of being alone was ruined in the worst way, and I stood up in shock for the ten seconds it was illuminating the entire area. After this period had expired, I keep standing there, no longer going at this point, and I waited. After 15 seconds of complete silence, the same ordeal happened again, but this time, whatever it was, had traveled around 400 meters up the rugged and forested riverbed, only to illuminate even more for around the same amount of time. After it had turned off, I kept standing there in hopes it would illuminate again, and it sure did. But again, it had traveled at least another 300 to 400 meters further up than where it was last, in an even quicker time frame. As soon as it lit up, I darted back to the tent and grabbed my mate Joe, 
who I told to stand where I was and to look in the general direction. After a few seconds of suspense and denial that it would light up again, it did. Only this time it was, and I kid you not, over two kilometers from where I had first seen it, and this time it was completely illuminating an entire scree slope of a 1,000 meter tall ridgeline of the mountain range we were in. After this, it never lit up again, and we haven't been back since. I'm extremely glad we never camped on the south side, otherwise we would have been completely exposed and blinded by this and god knows what else. After reading this, you may think that you have an explanation of what caused it, but I'm telling you, you don't. This light source moved almost three kilometers in a matter of seconds. It was completely stagnant, insanely bright. There was no sound of an engine, car, boat, or anything, just complete silence. The clouds were too low and dense for it to be a plane, helicopter, or meteorite. And it sure as hell was not the front spotlight of a train due to the geography of the area. This was not a man-made energy source, and whatever it was, it was clearly searching for something. I'm not the greatest storyteller, so my apologies if this makes no sense. A couple of years ago, I met this girl online who I will refer to as Marla. I met her online through an app called Whisper. One day, I came across a whisper posted by her. It was about how it's a red flag if a guy is in his 30s and still living in his mom's basement. The app has a chat feature, so I sent her a message. She messaged me back an hour or two later, You're not a beautiful, unique snowflake. Her response had nothing to do with what I initially messaged her, so I was confused. I responded with, Huh? She then proceeded to remind me that my username was Tyler Durden, and that her message was a reference to a quote from a movie. It had completely flown over my head, to be honest. I don't recall why, but I took a screenshot of our initial conversation. Conversations on the app would usually fizzle out after a couple of hours. It didn't happen with her, though. After a couple of days of talking through the app, we exchanged pictures and phone numbers. We got along well. We would text all day, and the convos never went stale. After a couple of weeks of texting... I finally worked up the courage to ask her out. We made plans to meet up for dinner. She was even prettier in person. We hung out for a couple of hours, and I thought it went pretty well. There was no awkward silences. We laughed at each other's jokes. She even opened up to me about some stuff that was going on in her life. After dinner, we drove around for a bit, and she passed by her childhood home. At the end of the date... She asked me if I was free to go with her to Ikea the following Sunday. I've been on bad dates, but this was not one of them. But this is not a story about how guy meets girl and they both live happily ever after. About a week after our date, she simply stopped replying to my texts. I was genuinely surprised that she was ghosting me. I was sad, sure, but more than anything, I recall being shocked. I blew up her phone with texts and calls, seeking an explanation. Unfortunately, I never got one. 
After a couple of days, I gave up and decided to move on. I deleted her phone number, I deleted all the pictures that she had sent me, and I deleted the screenshot of our first convo that I took. Let's fast forward to 2019. Around this time last year, I was talking to this girl. One day, she texts me and tells me that she wasn't feeling it anymore, and that we should go our separate ways. I appreciated her honesty and wished her well. It sucked, but I wasn't too hurt over it. I got to thinking, though. I reflected back on the girls I had met and dated over the past several years, and I got to thinking about Marla. Yeah, she ghosted me, but from a personality perspective, I haven't met anyone quite like her. What happened next is something I can't explain. I was in my room, thinking about her and how I was done with the casual dating scene. Mind you, I was completely sober during this endeavor. I then get an email. Nothing crazy, right? We get those all the time. But it was an email for myself. There was no subject line or text in the body. There was an attachment, though. It was a screenshot that I took of our first conversation. I had deleted that screenshot years ago after Marla had ghosted me. What's more, I took the screenshot on a phone that I stopped using a long time ago. I never told anyone I took that screenshot, not even Marla. Emails don't just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, technology can be glitchy, but not like this. I have no explanation as to how I received that email, and if anyone has any theories, I am all ears. I remember being a junior in college and having to attend my first class at 10.50 in the morning. I had this class on Mondays and Wednesdays, and the college I was attending was right next to my apartment. I remember setting an alarm to repeat every Monday and Wednesday on my phone. One Wednesday, my alarm goes off, and I specifically remember seeing the time being 9.45 a.m. I start my day off as usual, turn off my alarm, go to the restroom, and eat breakfast. Before I would start my breakfast, I would put on the latest Jenna and Julian podcast to watch while I was eating. I remember starting the video at around 9.50am. As I was finishing up my breakfast, I paused the video to clean up my mess, and I remember seeing the time being 9.58. As I'm cleaning up, I receive a phone call from my mom. Hello? I answered. Hey, I was just checking to see if you had made it to school. You didn't text me that you were on your way, she replied. I'm still at home. My class doesn't start until 10.50, I replied, confused. 10.50? It's already 11.05, she exclaimed. Wait, huh? I replied, looking at the time on my phone to see that it was, in fact, 11.05. What? How was that possible? I just checked the time and it was 9.58. How was it 11.05? I replied with panic in my voice. You probably overslept, or set the time on your alarm wrong, she replied. No, that doesn't make any sense. My alarm is always set for 9.45, and I know for a fact, when I woke up, it was 9.45, 
I explained. I'll talk to you later. I need to get ready for class. Love you, I said. Love you too, and be careful, she replied before hanging up. I remember this sense of panic filling up my body, and my hands began to tremble with this situation. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that I had just seen the time being 9.59, to now seeing it being 11.05. I was running late to class and did my best to try and get ready quickly. I rushed off to my campus and looked for a parking spot. I made it to class with only 15 minutes remaining. I remember telling my friend about what happened, because I was still having really bad anxiety from the whole situation. He explained to me that he had a similar situation with his ex-boyfriend. He told me a story about how he would drop his ex off at work every day at 8am. One day they woke up as usual, hopped in the car, and drove off to his work. He remembers dropping him off at exactly 8am, and when his ex entered the building about 5 minutes later, he received a call from him. My friend answered the phone confused as to why he was calling him, and was hit with more confusion when his boyfriend was panicking saying that he had arrived an hour late. My friend explained to how that was impossible because they had gotten there at 8, to which his ex told him to look at the time, and it was now 9.05am. They were both left confused the whole day and didn't understand how that was even possible when they both remember seeing the time being 8am. To this day, I have no explanation as to what happened with me or how it even happened. Has this unexplainable time change happened to you or anyone you know? Do any of you have stories or something similar happening to you and does anyone have an answer for it? I don't know if this belongs here, but please direct me to the correct subreddit if not. Thanks. I think this is a major glitch situation going on in my apartment, where things disappear as if they have never existed. It started happening about three months ago, when I left hairspray on my bathroom sink counter and left for a weekend vacation. When I returned, the hairspray wasn't where I left it, and I blew it off as me just being forgetful and not remembering where I put it. I looked everywhere and could not find it, so then I just forgot about it. Fast forward a month and I'm leaving to go on another small trip to see family. I get my thermometer and asthma peak flow meter and place it on the counter next to the door so I don't forget it before I leave. I arrive at my destination and I'm looking for those objects, and I could have sworn I grabbed them as I was walking out the door and put them in my purse. But they weren't there. Not even in my suitcase. I thought I was being forgetful and just probably never grabbed them off the counter. When I returned to my apartment, they were not on the counter, nor were they anywhere to be found in my entire apartment. Mind you, my apartment is small and I don't have a lot of stuff. Fast forward a few days, and I'm doing laundry. I wore my favorite sports bra that day and decided to wash it along with my other clothes. I share a washer and dryer with my apartment complex floor, so whenever I decide to start laundry or the laundry is done, I always check inside and behind and in between the machines 
to make sure I didn't leave any clothing behind. When I was folding and putting away laundry, I realized that my favorite sports bra was nowhere to be found. Vanished. Out of nowhere. And lastly, two days ago, I took my dog out in the morning and put his collar on, as I always do before I take him out, and then his harness. We go for a walk, and when we come back in, I think, "Mm, I'll leave his collar on today, so I don't take his collar off. Midday, I decide to take a nap, and my boyfriend took the dog out for a walk. That evening, we decided to take the dog for a walk together, and I couldn't find his collar. I asked my boyfriend where he put the collar after the afternoon walk. He told me the dog didn't have a collar on in the afternoon, and he couldn't find it, so he just took him for a walk without it. I told him that's impossible, because I left his collar on after the morning walk. The dog is not able to take the collar off by himself, nor was it too loose. We checked the entire small apartment through and through, in every corner, crevice, drawer, cabinet, couch cushions, literally everywhere for this collar, and it's nowhere to be found. I'm getting really frustrated losing all of these things because it's not like me at all. I've never lost anything. I have a great photographic memory and I'm careful with my belongings. Could anyone please tell me what's going on? Edit for update. Today I took my dog for a walk without his collar because it was still lost. As we were walking through the grass, I noticed a jingling under my foot. I looked down. I had stepped on his lost collar. It was underneath a tree. The weird part is that we hardly ever go near this tree for the walk, and my boyfriend never takes him on that side of the road where the tree is located. This collar literally appeared out of nowhere in a random location. This happened in the past week at my work. At the end of the day, I leave and I'm parked just behind the building. I work in a city, and there is another building that sits up against ours, so I'm essentially parked in the alley. So, I leave work and get into my car. It's dark outside, and I'm fiddling around with the heat, lights, getting my podcast set up, etc. Out of the corner of my eye... I can see someone standing in the darkness just across the alleyway. Not unusual. Other people park here sometimes, and they definitely use the alleyway to smoke. The person is just... standing there. And I don't think much of it. I'm just doing my thing, getting ready for the drive home. Anyways, as I'm plugging my phone in, I see from my peripheral vision that they start walking towards my car. This all basically happened in an instant, but I can only describe it as I go to turn my head and look at them, and at the same time, I hear the sound of a knuckle knocking on my window trying to get my attention. But, as soon as my eyes fixed on the person at the window, it was like they vanished into thin air. Completely gone. Alleyway, empty. And it was just like they popped out of existence. And, honestly... I would have believed it was just my eyes playing tricks on me the whole time, except for the fact that I heard them knock on the window. It was a very distinct sound of one knuckle knocking against glass. Needless to say, 
This freaked me out a bit, so I gave up on fiddling with the stuff in my car, put my seatbelt on, and drove away pretty quickly. But that's not where the story ends. The next day, I'm leaving work again in much the same way. Once again, it's dark out, and once again, I'm sitting in my car, plugging in my phone, picking the podcast episode. The incident from the night before, totally out of my mind. This time, my head is down looking at my phone, and I see nothing out of my peripheral vision. However, I'm snapped back to reality by the exact same sound of a knuckle rapping against my window. Naturally, I jerk my head up instantly and look at my window, terrified that there will be no one there. But this time, there is a woman standing at my window who works at the event center right next to my building. In disbelief, I roll down my window and she asks me something about parking further down the alley so they can get a truck in as they've had some trouble getting deliveries. I managed to sputter out that, of course, I would move my car wherever they needed, and then I desperately asked her if she had knocked on my car window or tried to get my attention the night before. She looked at me funny and said that she hadn't, and that they were closed yesterday with no events. Once again, I snapped my seatbelt on and drove away pretty quick. This freaked me out. It's like the day before I had previewed what would happen the next night. It was exactly the same knocking sound, and this still confuses me so much. Ah, another wonderful collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories. A collection that I hope that you enjoyed. <laughs> if you did enjoy it and would like more like this, please do let me know. I like doing these, and thank you to the Redditors that let me use their stories, and thank you to all of you who submit stories to me, and thank you to all of you who watch these videos and have subscribed to the channel. All that said, subscribing to the channel is an important part of our relationship. You need to do so if you want me to be happy. You don't really have to, I'm just trying to segue into saying, you should consider subscribing to the channel and hitting that bell icon. Doing so makes you part of the Nevermore. You can also follow me on social media, go to the site, uh, check out the memberships of my channel, or support the page through Patreon or Coffee. All of it optional, all of it appreciated. All that said, I'm not going to ramble on too much here. I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope I'll see you in the next video, but until then, sleep well.